we obviously have a third-party test him. You know, even a natural flavor costs 300% more than an artificial flavor. So all these things along with the fermentation and the organic uh, ingredients, yeah, it costs a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, myself, Brian, and uh, Michael, our CFO, we all had an agreement in the very beginning before we started Cage Muscle that, look, we're not going to be making a lot of money here, far from it. Uh, but are we going to be, be able to present something that we feel passionate about if we are maybe doing a seminar and we're presenting cage muscle? Is it going to be authentic or does it feel like something that we have to sell? So we decided to go the authentic route and, uh, you know, have a purpose and make sure that we actually, uh, you know, earn our re residency on this earth and, you know, hopefully leave a legacy behind. Welcome to Price Plow. Welcome to the PriceBlow podcast powered by pre-workouts. PriceBlow is an online tech and media company that provides nutrition industry news, reviews, and interviews with a heavy emphasis on supplementation and sports nutrition. Our system provides supplement deals and price alerts, but in this podcast, we'll explore all things related to performance optimization, industry happenings, and far more. Thanks for joining us and welcome to PriceBlow. What's up, Pricewell Nation? Mike back here. So in the late summer of 2018, we had the opportunity to interview Chris Gethin, of course, of Cage Muscle. And this was an extraordinary interview. I think Chris is so interesting. He was getting ready to release a whole lot of products that have since come out, but also told us all about his history in India and a lot of his biohacking and a lot of the things that really led to the genesis of Cage Muscle and how he and Brian Rand, the formulator, got together, started doing a whole lot of blood work and analyses and figured out how they were going to make Cage Muscle what it is today. I gotta say, uh, Chris is easily one of my favorite, if not the favorite, influencers in this space. And I actually consider him really like this perfect blend of what I call, and I mean this in a great way, but what I call a bro hippie. And he's kind of got a lot of that earthiness to him, but he's definitely not afraid, of course, to like get to the gym and hit it hard. And he talks a lot about that. And we really see eye to eye on a lot of things. So this was a really fun interview. So without any further ado, here's Chris Gethin. Welcome to Price Ball. My name is Mike, and to my left is Matt. And in the middle, we are so proud to have Chris Gethin of Cage Muscle Supplements on with us today. Chris, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Very good. It's uh, beautiful here in Boise. I just moved house about four weeks ago. So taking in the views, I've got an awesome vibe in this place. So all is a-okay. Awesome. The land of body .com. So we, uh, I just want to say it is July 13th of 2018. You're on the Price Ball podcast. And um, and so Chris, yeah, we've we've been working with Cage Muscle, and we've we've used Cage Muscle supplements for quite a while. Uh, we and then things went quiet for us for a little bit, so we're really excited to see that you have a bunch of new products out and everything. But obviously, when you think of Cage Muscle, you think of Chris Gathin. And so uh, once again, honored to have you on here. Before we get into the supplements, and everything though, uh, honestly, I, I haven't really heard much about your your upbringing. Uh, and and a little bit about your your past. So I know we have about thirty minutes here or so, but if you wouldn't mind giving us a quick you know quick rundown on on how this all began, that would be great to hear. Sure, I'll try to make this as brief as possible. <laughs> it's quite an extensive story. So I grew up in Wales, hence the weird accent, and uh, I, I, was, I grew up on a farm there, and uh, I was racing motocross. That's the first sport that I got into. And I was doing that for 11 years competitively, and I got quite a curvature of my spine, 
which uh, you know left me bedbound for a little while there. I went to various uh, specialists, osteopaths, chiropractors, nothing really helped until I started rehabbing with weights. And once once I started rehabbing with the weights and got alleviated of the pain, I kind of got over a lot of the depression I was dealing with. I put on a lot of weight because I've gone from adrenaline, adrenaline, you know, a lot of extensive physic, physical stress to nothing and turned to a lot of alcohol and I put on a lot of weight. So that kind of reversed everything for me. I felt like a different person. All of a sudden it felt like my brain was functioning better due to the better blood flow that I was getting in the mornings. And uh, so I decided to go to college, study it for three years, which was my ticket out of Wales because my social circumstances were surrounded by extreme athletes, a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs, and I needed to get a ticket out of there because this was before the internet, you know, my social network was basically my village. Uh, and uh, so I went to work on cruise liners for a while, and then I left cruise liners after about eight months being a personal trainer and a massage therapist on there. Had myself a gym in Australia for a little while after personal training, mobile training, and saving up money there. And during that time, I, I took on writing because I wanted to reach out to more people than my one-on-one -on -one clients. I taught myself how to write, and uh, I taught myself photography as well. And uh, I decided to give everything up, move to L.A., and try to get myself a contract with Weeder Publications. And within uh, six months, with the help of Sean Perrine, RIP, uh, I was able to get uh, a contract there as a writer and photographer. So I was living in, you know, near the Mecca for three years, training out of Gold's Venice there. And um, then I got noticed by Ryan DeLuca, because I was doing some freelance work for him as well, and they needed an editor-in-chief over at Bodybuilding.com. So that brought me up to Boise, Idaho. And then I was the editor-in-chief there for a couple of years, but then we needed somebody in front of the camera. And there wasn't anybody in, in the offices at that moment. There was about 30 of us uh, that uh, was actually bodybuilding. And I was competing as a natural bodybuilder during this time. I got second in the Natural World Championships in uh, Canada. So with that, I had a much larger responsibility. So I decided to start testing all these supplements that I've been taking for years and the supplements that I was suggesting to other users. And I was quite shocked that some of the brands that nobody would have heard of came out very well in the tests that were being undertaken, but some of the brands that were well known that everybody knew of was uh, definitely under par. So I had contacts with people such as our formulator, Brian Rand, who formulated the Jim Stepani line, the Platinum Series of Bodybuilding.com and other supplement companies before that to see if he was interested in doing something like this that would kind of change the game. So that's how uh, Cage Muscle kind of surfaced and that's how I came over here to the U.S. with my position that I currently hold. Excellent. So your connections through Bodybuilding.com is really how you and Brian got together. And just so people know, I'll, I'll make some links in the description for those of you watching on YouTube. We have three articles uh, kind of centered around some of the formulations and, and the story behind Brian and some of the things that happened. So Brian um, is one person I've worked with in the past, and clearly he's a very knowledgeable resource. Uh, my question for you is you were talking about your testing supplements. Were you testing the actual supplement or were you testing yourself? Because I think that's part of what you and Brian had been doing too. So when you were learning yeah, about these stuff. I've been testing myself since the start of Cage Muscle, but I was actually testing supplements by themselves beforehand. I was testing companies from, uh, from Europe and the US. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a couple of companies that I know in the UK as well that are very good friends of mine. And they were happy just to test some, have some supplements tested for me. Uh, 
just for my personal use, for my you know selfish uh, motivation. Just because, like I said, I had uh, I, I felt very accountable now. Not only did I want to know what I was putting in my body, but I needed to know for sure because here I am going in front of millions of people on the bodybuilding.com platform and telling them what supplements they were, should take. So I needed to ensure, okay, I know I'm giving them food recommendations that can assist with their health. I know I'm giving them training protocols that can assist with their health. I didn't know if I was giving them supplements that could assist with that. And of course they should. We're in the health and fitness industry. And I was kind of shocked when uh, some of them definitely weren't. But since we're the cage muscle, uh, obviously we have controlled groups. But, um, you know, I, I test everything myself. That's why I say we don't get some tests. Yeah, when we anytime we review a cage muscle product or we talk about it, um, I like to point out that you do have the drug testing certification there, and it's a very strict one. So it's good to see that stamp on those supplements because I, I know that you know I can give this to my friends who are pro athletes or anyone who's drug tested, and um, it's been tested clean. So that's that's a great thing, and uh, you know not everyone cares about that, but for the people who do care, they do need to know that you know those types of certifications are are out there. And it's uh, not as much of a wild west as some like to believe. So it's great that you're doing that. And I know it costs a lot of money. And, you know, honestly, there might not be that much ROI in the business. And it seems like with your formulas, you guys might not be the most profitable brand because you're doing things like that. But it's definitely, uh, I, I, I love the supplements because of it. So thanks for doing all that. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a long time coming for me to actually stretch to afford a house, which is on a 20-year loan, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know. Uh, of course, uh, a roof over my head makes me feel happy, but what really makes me happy more than anything is my job. I love my job. So I feel very lucky that Ryan DeLuca gave me a platform that people would follow me. You know, I still consider myself to be the guy that grew up on a farm in Wales. So, I, you know, I often think back and think, God, how did this happen? You know, obviously, I, I work hard. Um, I'm surrounded by some very, very knowledgeable people, which I really appreciate because I wouldn't be able to do this by myself. Brian Rand is by far, I think, of course, I'm going to be biased, the best formulator out there. He's just unbelievable. He's very, very fussy. Sometimes, like, we'll have batch number 13 of the flavors <laughs> come through. I'm like, this has got to be the one, Brian. He's like, not quite happy with it. So it's good that uh, he doesn't have the general bodybuilder's taste as I do, and he's very uh, strict like that. But going back to the stamping, we did uh, acknowledge that for us to get into the military um, you know, into the first responders and the UFC and, you know, other sporting uh, profiles uh, that we had to go towards informed sport and informed choice. Mm. So we do actually hold those two stamps now. And it is very important, even though these stamps do cost money, you know, we are, you know, we adhere to the Prop 65 Act. We obviously have a third party testing. You know, even a natural flavor costs 300% more than an artificial flavor. So all these things, along with the fermentation and the organic uh, ingredients, yeah, it costs a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, myself, Ryan, and uh, Michael, our CFO, we all had an agreement in the very beginning before we started Cage Muscle that, look, we're not going to be making a lot of money here, far from it. Uh, but are we going to be, be able to present something that we feel passionate about if we are maybe doing a seminar? and we're presenting cage muscle, is it going to be authentic or does it feel like something that we have to sell? So we decided to go the authentic route and, uh, you know, have a purpose and make sure that we actually, uh, you know, earn our re residency on this earth and, you know, hopefully leave a legacy behind. 
Gotcha. So uh, rewinding a little bit, part of your uh, your life travels, I know that there's a, a major component in India. What were you doing over there? And does that relate to the cage muscle stuff at all? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, but um, I, whilst I was at bodybuild.com, I left bodybuild.com in 2010, even though I was still doing work, you know, I, I left the office, I should say. Uh, even though I was still uh, working with bodybuilding.com, doing video series, doing a lot of content still as I do today, um, I got, I'd, I'd written a book called Body by Design. It got read by somebody called Riddick Roshan, who's like a massive celebrity. Think of Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise over here. And uh, apparently my name crops up a few times when he needed to transform and get ready for this superhero uh, role. And uh, he'd, um, he'd had a lot of injuries, a lot of problems. So I went over there, gave him a consultation. I realized that this guy had what it takes to transform and do everything that I tell him. I tend to scare my clients. And uh, I knew that you know he, he would be 100% uh, committed and I'd get a good result out of him if he followed through. So I decided to go to India and I committed to 12 weeks, which turned into three years because after he transformed, I think we transformed in like 10 weeks after it hit front page news, uh, you know, is on all the TV networks over there. Then all of a sudden all these celebrities wanted to get transformed. And uh, I started flying over other trainers there uh, with my business partner, Jack Chima, including people that you would have heard of, such as Neil Hill came over and helped uh, transform some clients there. So then we just, you know, we quickly realized that bodybuilding is way, way behind there. It's very dated. And all of a sudden, these Bollywood celebrities, as a result of our training, started getting in shape. So then we saw a surge, much like in the 80s with Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody wanted to get in shape. So then, you know, we knew that these people are very much, they're, they're very passionate, they're very motivated, but they're uneducated. So uh, we decided to start up some academies. So we personal trained about 800 trainers over there. We certified over 800 trainers, and we started, uh, open, we, we created the Chris Gethin Gyms franchise. So we have four gyms there at the moment. We opened two more there in September and another two before the end of the year. So the growth is going rapidly there. We've just got cage muscle supplements into the country um, through Muscle House, and within hours, not within days, within hours, it completely sold out. So uh, it, it, it looks like, you know, uh, because it's very hard to get authentic supplements there. There's a lot of black markets mm -hmm. uh, going on. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of growth going on in India, and it's uh, very exciting to facilitate them uh, with the needs that they, they, they so passionately want. That's awesome. So getting back to when you were starting to do cage muscle, I know you, you like to get a lot of physicals. You do a lot of blood testing, uh, urine testing, and all that. I'd like to hear a little bit about uh, what are the, some of the things that you like to get tested, and how does that relate to cage muscle? Like, Were you testing yourself after trying certain ingredients? That's kind of what I think I understood from Brian. Uh, how did yeah, that work? Yeah, sure. Yeah, after certain ingredients. So we mainly test single ingredients and then how that works synergistically with other ingredients. And then what in what amounts? And in what amounts do you, you know, start to see negative effects or no more positive effects? So we change different combinations there. And we test different supplements under different structures. So, you know, I got into a lot of hybrid athleticism because of that, because I wanted to know, okay, is this is going to help me with my bursts, but I know that my training is very heavy, heavy volume based. So it's not unusual for me to do something between 50 and 100 reps per set. 
So then I wanted to test that out, you know, doing extreme uh, sports such as triathlons for an extended period. Obviously, with a lot more muscle mass, I'm going to utilize a lot more amino acids. Um, you know, I'll go through, you know, blood vascularization uh, ingredients such as citrulline a lot quicker than the average person. So I wanted to test them under different environments and with different different synergistic profiles because some ingredients just don't work well together. Um, so, you know, I was quite happy. It's quite interesting. It's a very slow process, no doubt about it. Um, but it's quite interesting to go through that process and say, okay, that didn't work. Let's test the next batch. This could take another three months. That's why, you know, it took us 18 months after our first initial test to even bring out the single form amino acids, which, you know, people thought we were crazy in doing so, but because we went through a different protocol back then of fermentation, it proved to be quite popular. Right, so that's like the second time you've mentioned the fermentation. I think it's like fermented L-citrulline, for instance. So you can notice a difference between different forms of L-citrulline and your testing. Yeah, for sure. More definitely uh, a better retention of that citrulline in the body for a longer period. Um, you know, like you, you have uh, different slow releases and faster releases. You know, if you use like a generic form of beta-alanine, for instance, I found that I had to supplement it with, with it several times throughout the day, quite a few times throughout the day, maybe seven or eight times, just to keep those uh, the, the uh, beta-alanine profile or saturation, I'd say, in the blood. So, uh, you know, different forms. Like with the fermentation of like the glutamine and a branched-chain amino acids, I just find the recovery so much better. And there's a lot of other athletes that feel the same way. There's uh, some people who have athletes underneath them who have, uh, you know, these athletes are obviously sponsored by other companies, but they feel that when they are cycling off within their bodybuilding uh, season, that they're able to retain uh, that much more muscle because they're able to recover that much better. So I think the bioavailability is so much better in a fermentation process. You know, you, these products aren't, uh, gone through, you know, heat or harsh chemicals in order to have them extracted from, say, a bird feather or, you know, an animal fur as such. So it's a lot easier on the gut, and uh, the gut microbiome is something that I study uh, quite a lot because I know the more inflamed the gut is, the more systemically inflamed we can become, and then our cortisol levels are up, you know, our free radical damage is higher, and we're not able to retain as much muscle. So that's something that I like to prioritize. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been following a lot of that research too. It's only in its infancy, but it's clearly there's something there between all sorts of, of systems, even like cognitive support and everything. So that's, that's uh, are, are you planning on getting involved in that market, like any type of GI supplement or anything, even though it's not exactly sports nutrition? Uh, possibly in the future. We're actually looking at a, um, um, a transportation system at the moment. Uh, the, you know, we, we're, we're affiliated with some people in, that do a lot of testing for us in uh, Ireland. And, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of the probiotic strains at the moment, unfortunately, get destroyed before it reaches the gut mm -hmm. uh, because of the acidity in the acidity environment. So we're actually looking at a transportation process that can kind of be like a sleeper and go to sleep until it reaches the area that it needs to and then expose itself and provide the opportunist flora to the gut. But yeah, I totally agree with you. It is in its infancy, but it is showing right now how it can help so many ailments, you know, because that inflammatory response becomes a chemical response in the brain. And then, you know, we have 
a crazy amount of people getting diagnosed at an earlier age of Alzheimer's, dementia, depression, bipolar, all sorts of issues mm-hmm. that people never think that's coming from the gut and the foods that we're exposed to and the contaminants and the molds, etc. I, I could go off on a tangent on that <laughs> one, but that's something that uh, you know, we, we definitely want to look after and, and prioritize. Yeah, it sounds like you're into it. So maybe you should, yeah, look into some of those supplements. Uh, I know, I know, Matt has some. Before I get into like, you know, what Cage Muscle has coming down the pipeline, because I know that a bunch of product launches are coming that we'd like to talk about. I know Matt might have some questions, so let him take over for a few minutes here. Yeah, Chris. So on the topic of gut health and digestion, I know that Microperiol's latest way isolate, or your only way isolate, but one of your later products. It has the hydrolase in it, and whenever I talk to people, it seems that there can be people who suffer from whether it be inflammation like you just spoke to uh, due to buildup, due to toxins being present in the body. Um, can you speak to the reasons why you decided to use a, uh, a digestion aid in your whey isolate? Yeah, for sure, because even with a whey protein isolate, uh, that still can be hard for some people to break down. Like, uh, I am a sensitive little petal. When it comes to different things like, you know, I've never been able to take a standardized creatine monohydrate. You know, I'm just, it upsets my stomach. And it's the same with um, some isolates as well, even though I'd be an advocate of isolates. Yeah, it upset my stomach a little bit. And I knew it, it, it didn't bode well with people who have uh, dairy allergies or lactose allergies or people who have, uh, you know, IBS or cystic fibrosis sufferers. So we decided to uh, look at... Uh, hydrolyzed protein. However, pretty much all the hydrolyzed processes out there involved heat and chemicals, which destroyed a lot of the structural integrity of the protein. So we looked to the pro-hydrolyzed enzyme to see if that would break it down. And yeah, you can kind of test it yourself. As soon as you add water to that protein, it's fine to begin with. But then leave it about 25, 30 minutes. It becomes very sour and bitter, I'd say, when you taste it, because it's hydrolyzed the protein, which should be happening more so in your gut. You don't have to deal with that taste. And we found that there's, um, there's a lot of people out there. There's a guy uh, called Ethan who's a cystic fibrosis sufferer, and he's become an evangelist for our whey protein isolates and our glutamine, et cetera, because this is a protein that, he's been, you know, that he can now take that he's never been able to take proteins before or protein supplementation. And uh, people, again, with IBS and uh, so many other dairy allergies and lactose in, intolerances, et cetera, so it's proven very popular for all these people. So if it's working well with those people and we do have some sort of sensitive issue that we may not be able to recognize, we know that it's getting shuttled into the system that much easier. So we decided that is the route that we wanted to go with that because if we're able to uptake the protein, chances are we're going to be able to uptake the beta power, the glutamine, the creatine HCL with that as part of that transportation system, especially post-workout. When your body's kind of starved for it to repair that scar tissue that we've just created. Yeah, amen. I've always told people it's not necessarily about what you eat, it's about what you absorb. Exactly. I think that whenever you take digestion into the account. Yeah, I take a lot less protein now, not just supplementation, but food uh, than I used to. I used to take so much. And, you know, I only, uh, you know, could think what sort of strain that would put my internal digestive system under. But now I'm focusing more on foods that aren't genetically modified or uncovered in, uh, you know, glyphosate or hasn't taken in antibiotic, uh, antibiotics or anything like that. My body's able to regulate it. And I tell you what, not just from a physical standpoint, I'm not, you know, having that bloat and a gassiness and feeling lethargic. I just feel mentally so much better. It's like not only has my internal organs transformed, 
but my brain has transformed. It's actually functioning better as opposed to all those reports I had in school said, you know, Chris is easily distracted, you know what I mean? So um, I, I just think there's so much that can be put into the education for people in regard to what they're putting into their bodies because they look at their carcass and think, yeah, I'm indestructible. I could, uh, you know, I, I could work well with this gut all day and for the rest of my life, but it's not true. Right. And along those lines, I think it was six years ago, whenever you launched your DTP program, I, uh, that was one of the first bodybuilding programs I ever did. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was the best and worst month of my life. But that's when I learned that, okay, just because the pro bodybuilders and all these other people are eating these macronutrient ratios on a daily basis, it didn't necessarily work for me. And it went to digestive issues, I soon learned, after going and visiting with a doctor. So I think that you guys kind of heading that and addressing that issue up front is going to make a world of difference, not only for the consumers, but for the rest of the sports nutrition industry moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And as we know, supplements don't work with themselves, by themselves. You know, if we're trying to put on muscle, yeah, you've got to eat the right foods in order to put on muscle. But it's the same with the assimilation of the, of, of, of the supplements. You've got to make sure that you've got a healthy gut. So you've got to make sure that you're eating the right foods as well, that you're absorbing the right foods so you don't have this inflammatory response every time that you take something that turns acute to systemic. So if you're eating the right foods to nurture yourself, not to nurture your cravings, then you obviously the supplements are going to work that much more beneficially for you. All right, great. So, so coming down the pipeline, you've talked about some uh, absorption stuff. I'm not sure what you're allowed to give away here, but we've, we've kind of heard of a few things that you have coming out and you, you have been releasing some new products um, after it seems like a little bit of a hiatus last year. And so uh, are you willing to disclose to the, to the users in uh, July of 2018 what's, what's coming down the pipe? Yeah, yes and no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give it away too much because, you know, we want to make sure that we're always ahead of the curve. I'm pretty confident that uh, when we're ahead of the curve anyway, not only are we ahead, we're actually bringing out formulas that are much better anyway. You know, it isn't just, it makes logical sense when we do produce something. It isn't just a replica, you know. So obviously we're coming out with their amino uh, synergy now. That's our latest product. We've just come out with obviously Fairdrox, mm -hmm. our Isolate, and a couple of new flavors in our products. And that's taken us a long time. And I always tell people it takes us about eight to nine months to flavor something, not because it's just naturally flavored, but because of the ingredients that may be in a pre-caged. That's a you know 31.9 grams scoop of active ingredients. We got a flavor, which is pretty tough, especially when it's naturally flavored. And you're trying, to, if, if you let me interrupt you, you're trying to use more stevia than sucralose. I've noticed. So you still have yeah. a, a, a last I checked at least, you still have a dash of sucralose, but. It seems that you're trying to lower that by, by cheating a little bit with stevia, which a lot of people appreciate. Yeah. See, the only reason why we have the stevia, uh, the sucralose in there at the moment is only to remove the bitterness of the stevia. Mm -hmm. That's it, pretty much. Um, so we just have a little bit in there, but do you know what? I'm not going to be happy until we remove the sucralose. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah, so uh, you know, we're continuously working on that, and we will be coming out with a couple of proteins that will be sucralose-free. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do is allow the consumer to decide if they like that and they don't want the sucralose, then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll continue to focus on the sucralose free. So uh, we'll be coming out with a couple of proteins uh, in the isolate to begin with uh, to see how that bodes with the consumer. And, you know, we always listen to the consumer. Whatever they want, that's exactly what they'll get. 
And um, then we, you know, we've got the amino synergy. So this is our amino, essential amino acid product. And, uh, you know, this is something that I was testing with a lot of my um, Ironman triathlon training. You know, I think this is going to be great for those that are vegan as well because they can't get a lot of their essential amino acids through the foods that they eat or maybe the plant-based proteins that they're currently taking. So I think it'll be good for them and mainly for the, possibly for the ketogenic user. You know, the keto is definitely the buzzword at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I like to do some cyclistic uh keto diets every now and again. So I think it'd be great for those people and possibly, you know, those that are controlled fasting because I do controlled fasting quite a bit now as well because I'm trying to promote autophagy in my body every now and again when I'm not on one of these intense programs. So I think the amino synergy will be great. We're going to have a caffeine version, which is obviously going to have the pure caffeine, organic caffeine, and we're going to have one without. We're also going to have a powdered version and a capsule version. We'll see again which will work with the consumer in that regards. And uh, obviously, these amino acids again are fermented. Cool. Well, yeah, we, we definitely look forward to reviewing the, on those on the channel. And as always, we will definitely uh, be honest with it. And uh, you know, it's to the point now where I think the stevia-based proteins are are good enough. Where most people who really uh, you know they might be able to take you know a two percent drop in flavor, five percent drop in flavor. They think it's worth it, but you guys are getting better and better at that stuff. So we're we're looking forward to that because a lot of people are wanting to get away from the artificial sweeteners, and that we've watched that grow very largely. And I'm sure you've seen it, you know, uh, yep. from your customers as well. It's definitely been a trend that yes, it, it's not worth ignoring anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's a it's it's weird though because like. You may look at somebody, for instance, let's say, at a, uh, for argument's sake, a vitamin shop customer or a Whole Foods customer. They, yeah, they will want something that's without the sucralose, and they're happy with the stevia free. But you may look at somebody who's the more typical bodybuilding purchaser that could be going to bodybuilding.com, and they don't care. You know, <laughs> so it, it, it's apples and oranges, and we have to kind of just throw it out there and see what sticks. Mm -hmm, definitely. Awesome. So you mentioned real quickly, you went, you mentioned fasting. What is, what is your favorite fasting protocol if you ever get into it? Is it like a daily, like 16 on, 8 off kind of kind of thing? or? Uh... Yeah, it's a 16, 8, uh, but it's definitely controlled, you know, so I will continue to take my supplements. When I say my supplements, not so much my proteins, but, you know, I'll take my glutamine, I'll take my hydrocharge, my fermented branch chain amino acids, my pre-workout, etc., so it's a controlled fast, you know, I, I still like to have my coffee, it's not a complete strict fast. So it's like controlled, uh, you know, time-restricted eating. Right, good. And you know, the benefits that you can get from it for health purposes, you know, maybe, you know, um, for, you know, telomere purposes and obviously uh, allowing, um, oh God, what, uh, I, God, I lost the word now, my stem, stem cell regrowth. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of the cleaning house of, you know, a lot of the undigested foods and, you know, helping feed my mitochondria. So, you know, there's benefits that I take from it like that. But obviously, you know, if you're a competitive bodybuilder or if you're somebody that's like maybe 230 pounds plus, then maybe it's not going to be for you. You're not going to retain as much mu uh, muscle. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do it once a week, for instance. But, uh, you know, if you're somebody of my size, a little bit smaller bodybuilder, uh, then, yeah, I think it has benefits. Gotcha. And so this might be subject for a whole other video, but what is your current yeah. uh, supplement stack? Uh, my current supplement stack, well, I'm not really taking too much of my pre-workouts at the moment because I'm not able to train how I would like to because I just had shoulder surgery. 
uh, almost four weeks ago. But uh, pretty much everything else is intact. So, you know, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll have my isolate with oats if I don't have egg whites and oats. And uh, throughout the day, I've always got a gallon jug with me with my glutamine, my BCAAs, my hydrocharge, my citrulline, um, you know, and I kind of drip feed that all day. And then before bed, I just have my uh, casein. But every morning, I am taking my Ferdrox. I'm kind of testing that at the moment as well. So I was taking one in the morning, one before my workout. And now I'm trying two in the morning and one in the afternoon and just seeing if that has any more beneficial effects for uh, my natural testosterone production, my estrogen uh, regulation. But I don't know until I test. Right. And so you, you will blood test yourself and all that? Not just like yeah. how you feel, but actual blood tests? Yeah, I always do that about every three months or so anyway. So, you know, I'll just test it before and after. Excellent. You know, Chris, it's funny you say that. I actually get my blood tested every couple of months as well. Um, just in the thick of competition season, just want to be safe and make sure that levels are where they need to be. I started, I started taking Ferrodrox uh, a week and a half ago, and I got tested two weeks ago. So it'll be interesting to see how that impacts my levels, you know, once awesome. I'm using that product. So what I suggest is do that for like two months, two months straight, and then you can take two weeks off. And if you can, after the two months or whatever, get tested again. Be interested to see where your levels lie. Yeah, we'll send you those as well. Is your testosterone a little bit lower than what it should be? 687, so a little bit lower at 28 years old. I mean, it's average, I guess. Yeah, that's good. That's good because in this day and age, you'd be surprised how many people are out there that are 23-year-olds. And for instance, they got like 284 testosterone. It's unbelievable because I think the exposure of like, you know, the plastics, the EMS, dependence on what your sleep cycle is like, you know, you know, I, I've noticed the military seems to be terrible. You know, these butch guys, because yeah. they're in, you know, they're not getting that much sleep. They're in different time zones, very stressful conditions, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, I want to address, but it seems like you've got good testosterone levels anyway, but it'd be interesting to see what they are after. Me too. Well, the ashwagandha definitely helps me sleep a little bit better, so I take it more at the end of the day, and I've noticed an improvement in my sleep. So. Well, that's cool, because some people don't sleep as much under the LJ100, so glad that you are. Cool. We're gonna Chris, to one a, more question we're, for we're you. We're going to have to get a blog post up here on the video on, on our blog talking about all these ingredients and everything. And you know, we'll put a, we'll put up a link to priceautocom slash cage-muscle where we have some coupons to uh, to some of the sites like bodybuilding.com and all that. So uh, you can you can save on that. But the Ferrodrox is the natural testosterone booster that Matt's running. So it sounds like we're going to have a YouTube video coming up on that eventually to uh, to discuss how those uh, blood blood work results work out for him. But yeah, Matt, I think yeah, you have a pretty good score. And, and Matt's very, I think we're all on the same page. A lot of these things, like Matt's pretty cognizant of, of staying away from the pesticides and the plastics. And we've talked about this before. So um, you know, we haven't gone too far down that rabbit hole, but a lot of us are on that same page. And you see that in Western cultures right now, there has been a steady decline of um, of testosterone levels in men. It's kind of it's kind of scary to be honest, and uh, it, it feels like we're poisoning ourselves. Whether it's with yeah the lack of sleep or looking at our cell phones before night, but also just the food supply is turning into poison. And so I, uh, it's tough to it's tough to tell people what to focus on and you know organic foods. I, I don't know if I, I trust that you know I would like to I would love to lab test everything, but you know we can't always do that. But anyway, it seems like yeah, Chris, you're very well you know, on the same page as us for, with a lot of that stuff. And some stuff we don't always talk about as much because the bodybuilding communities sometimes, you know, we'll call you a hippie, but it's cool that you're very open about that. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely something as we get older, we tend to address it a little bit more. We become wiser to our surroundings and these sort of facts because, you know, I, I do, you know, like when, when I was a kid, I didn't know anybody with cancer. Now it's like everybody that I know around me seems to be passing away of it, you know, and it's something that I look into and I take very, very seriously because I don't want the generation and my nieces and nephews, to, you know, have to deal with that. So the more that I can understand it myself and, you know, hopefully help other people out that are dealing with it or possibly could deal with it in the future, I think it's up to all of us, whether we're bodybuilders or not, to address it and try to, you know, share that with the pl platforms that we've been given. You know, it's not just me, but there's so many other experts out there, but these experts just talk to other experts and you have experts listening to their podcasts and, you know, the bodybuilding community and other communities, you know, don't seem to get exposed to it. So I think, you know, it's our job to do so. Yeah, you're right. As an influencer, you can cross so many barriers and obviously you're, you're an international phenomenon too. Uh, so there's almost like you have a responsibility <laughs> that uh, it seems like you're willing to take. And that's a great thing. And we really do appreciate it. Yeah. I'm vice versa. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I know your time is super valuable. So we really, really do appreciate you coming on and everything. And congratulations on all your success with Cage Muscle, the house and everything. So um, thanks a lot. Matt, do you have any other comments or questions? One last question, Chris, and this is more so as a fan. Formerly competing as a bodybuilder, you mentioned you did triathlons too. What's the next next athletic endeavor for Chris Gessen? It's it's going to be another Ironman. I've got an Ironman in October, and I've got another one in November. The reason being is because of my shoulder. You know, I can't. I just had a rehab session this morning, and I was literally bench pressing a broomstick. You know, so I know. You know, anything extreme is kind of off limits this year from the upper body. If I can start swimming again, like four weeks out before uh, my half Ironman in October, I'll be happy just so I can just finish that portion of the race. Uh, I will be traveling in India for about two of those weeks, and I'll be at the, um, the, uh, the Olympia before that. So I'm not going to be able to put in as much training as I'd like to, but that's kind of to keep me sane keep me goal focused uh, to work towards something. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of work on the stationary bike because I can't even ride a bike at the moment, but that's my focus to keep some sort of structure and discipline and sanity towards my therapeutic goals of, uh, you know, accomplishing something. So that, that's for this year. Who knows what's going to come up onto the cards next year. You know, I know one of our athletes, Ashley Horner, you may have heard she's going to do attempts. 50 Ironman in 50 days in 50 states. Uh, so I would, you know, I've been speaking to her. I hope to join her on a couple of those as well. Not 50 of them, that's for sure. Wow, that's that's unreal. But you know, <laughs> you know, you're talking to the real deal when someone mentions that they're not going to do anything extreme, but they are planning on doing a couple Ironman. So you're on a you're on a whole other level there, Chris. Yeah, well, let's see if I cross that finish line first. You know, I'm, I just focus on the days, and if I get done with today's training and I lead to lead to tomorrow's and I get that knocked off, then hopefully they'll lead to the finish line on it. Excellent. So do you have you any party? Keep it up, man. Yeah, do you have you any party be wisdom to go with before we leave? Pardon? What was that? Sorry? And do you have any parting wisdom for any of uh, the fans out there? Well, parting wisdom, yeah, for all those people out there that just, you know, that that, that seems seem to think that there's a magic potion, there's a magic pill, there's a magic supplement, there's a magic pro, uh, you know workout because there's so many different things that are coming on line now and you know other influences that put stuff out there 
Look, you can follow my program, you can follow Jim Stepani's, you can follow Jamie Eason's, it doesn't matter. As long as you follow the program that you feel is going to motivate you to be consistent, to do the shit on days that you don't want to do it. Because there's going to be beautiful days out there. There's going to be nights that your friends are going out. You're going to have social gatherings. You're going to go on holiday. There's going to be a death in the family. You're going to have an injury. You need to be prepared to go through all that to stay consistent to your graph. So you're going to have to be prepared initially before you begin on making sacrifices before seeing the success. As long as you're fully prepared to make those sacrifices, then your success is going to be there waiting for you. But, you know, in this day and age when people want stuff done for them or they think it should be cushy instead of uncomfortable, it ain't going to happen. So I always tell people, you know, my words of wisdom, it's consistency. Do shit on days that you don't want to do it and you'll, you'll be fine. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, we will have links to, to Chris's trainer program down in the uh, description as well as links to their website and social media and to the Cage Muscle page on Priceplow. And so once again, thanks so much, Chris. No, thank you very much. I appreciate your time.